Welcome everyone who is joining us tonight. We are continuing in the journey. Wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. I don't want anyone to be left behind. So we will do whatever is necessary to make sure we are all partakers of wealth transfer. Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? God is a God of principles. And God operates in a certain way. He operates in his own principles. And God knows the hearts of men. Are you here, somebody? God knows your heart. And God knows the heart of your neighbor. So God will operate in a certain way. He operates in his principles. And he cannot operate outside his principle. So whatever the Lord does, he does it with a purpose. And according to his principle, even if you are in the purpose, but if you are breaking principles, you cannot partake. Did you hear me? I said, even if you are in his purpose, but if you are breaking his principles, you will not partake of what the Lord has for you. So for you to operate in wealth transfer, there are principles you need to operate in. There is a certain life that you ought to live. Let me start from the beginning. Let me tell you something. You are not like every other person. You are a spirit being. You are not of this world. You are in this world, but not of this world. That is why the Bible in Romans chapter 12 says, Do not be conformed to the patterns, to the systems, to the doings of the world. Don't be so easily conformed to the world. Do not be like people of the world. Do not do things like people of the world. Your God, my God, the God of major one, is a God of principle. So you ought to live the life that you must live as a kingdom woman, a kingdom man, a kingdom youth, a kingdom prophetic kid. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? And the two principles that are so important in your life for you to partake of wealth transfer are seed and tithing. Seed and tithing. Let's go to John chapter 12, verse 24, message translation. John 12, John 24, 24, message. The Bible says, listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried... It sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. Can I read again? The Bible says, listen church, the Jesus Nation church, listen carefully. Unless your seed is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. It is not more than the seed you have sown. Give me the scripture. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. What is the Lord saying? The Lord is saying, when you plant a seed, it is buried in the ground. You never see it. 
You can't plant a seed and see it. That one will not come out. That one will definitely die. It will never amount to anything. When you plant glen, you put it in the ground. It is buried. It is dead to the world. You don't see it anymore. That death is in two levels. Number one, what you planted, you are not seeing anymore. That seed is buried in the ground. You don't see it anymore. Number two, it now has to go through the process of dying. Are you here, somebody? It now has to go through a process of dying. It must die first. Only after it is dead, then it will sprout. Then it will parak. And when it paraks, you can now harvest more grain from that one. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? So many people are in church. So many people are sowing seeds. But there is no wealth coming. Do you know the reason? Number one, you are still inspecting your seed. It is so alive. You can see it up to now. It is not dead. Are you here, somebody? It is not dead at all. Your seed is too alive. Number one, you can see it with your eyes. You keep looking at it. You keep holding on to it. You have given, but you are holding on. My God. Can I have a girl? Can I have someone? Let me demonstrate. Let me demonstrate. So this is my seed. My seed must go in the ground. But I have given this seed. I want to put it in the ground. But I am busy looking at it. This is my money. This is my seed. Do you think this seed will ever grow? No. It is too alive to me. I need to forget about it. It needs to be very far from me. I need not to see it. It has to die first. After that, there will be so many seeds from that grain. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? The Passion Translation. The Bible says, Let me make this clear. A single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat unless it drops into the ground and dies. Mm -hmm. Because then it sprouts and it produces a great harvest of wheat. All because one grain died. All because one grain died. The planting is nothing, but the death is everything. Are you here, somebody? I just said the planting is nothing. What matters most is the dead. The process. It needs to be dead. It needs to die. There must be death. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? That is why the Lord tested Abraham and said, give me Isaac. And the give me Isaac was not give me Isaac to be in the temple. It was let Isaac die. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? And Abraham was ready. What you are giving is not even Isaac. Are you here, somebody? I just said, prophetic channel, look at me very well. What you are giving is not even Isaac. Can you let it die? Can you forget about it? A man like you and me, I, Abraham, was ready to kill his own son, only one, Isaac. 
and your seed is still alive. You gave it five years ago, it is still alive. You're wondering, why is it that there is no harvest? Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. The Bible says, amplified version. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. The Bible says as long as the earth is there, whether you are around or not, it could be generations to come. But as long as there are people on this earth, as long as this earth is there, when you sow a seed, there must be a harvest. But this is a seed that dies. So it is not every seed that will give you a harvest. It is only that one that you will forget and it dies. That one will give you a harvest. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? That one will give you a harvest. Only that one will give you a harvest. Sow seeds and forget. Let them die. Sow seeds and let them die. When I sow a seed of maize, I expect maize, not tomatoes. When I sow oranges, I expect oranges, not apples. So when you sow and your seed is called wealth transfer and it dies, you expect wealth to transfer to your life. It is just like that. It is how it is. It is a principle of God. And God cannot contradict himself. God cannot say something and do the opposite. He is not a man to lie. He is not a son of man to repent. What he says is what he does. But your seed must die. It must die. You know so many people sow seeds. And then they go. In the morning, they go to inspect. So they go and they go in the ground. Now they go and make sure they see the seed. Oh, it's still there. They go. Days are going. It's not dying. Because every day you take it out. You are inspecting the seed. Are you here somebody? Are you here somebody? The Bible says unless a seed dies, the whole process is in the death of the seed. Let it die. Forget about it. Let it die. Let it die. You might be sowing while you are crying, but let that seed die. Are you here, somebody? I said, are you here, somebody? Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6, the Passion Translation. Mm. Psalm 126, 5 to 6, TPT. Those who saw their tears as seeds will reap a harvest with a joyful shout of grief. Mm -hmm. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow. Mm -hmm. But they will return with joyful laughter mm -hmm. and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and the harvest overflowing. The Bible says they may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow. They may weep as they go out. It's very okay. You can cry over your seed. It's very okay. I did it once. Are you here, somebody? I did it once. You can be crying as you give your seed. It's very okay. But the Bible says, but they will return with joyful laughter. 
and shouting with gladness. When you're retaining, you are retaining with a noise. My God. I said that seed that you are giving, crying as you give. When you are retaining with the harvest, you are going to be shouting. You will make a noise. People will notice that the Lord has done something in your life. Are you here, somebody? People will notice that something has happened in your life. Let me give you my own testimony. My own testimony. A young girl minding her own business, excelling in her career. I was just being me, doing what I knew I needed to do. Are you here, somebody? And then one day, I was praying midnight. And as I was praying, I kept hearing the Lord. You need to take everything. Month end, you will take everything and you will sow it. Immediately, I said, uh, 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 this must be the voice of the devil. How can the Lord want me to give everything? On payday. So the Lord wants me to be begging. On payday. I left it. Went about doing my things that day. I even went to the office. I came back. I switched on the TV. I was watching a sermon. Giving your seed in tears. I said ah. What is this now? Everywhere I go. It's the same word. What is this? I said ah never mind. Then I slept. Midnight, I woke up. I'm praying. I'm praying. And the Lord said, Mary, I said, give me everything. Now I knew this is truly the Lord. So I said to God, Lord, who should I give to? Number two, when I take that envelope, giving it to someone, what are they going to think about me? Number three, me, myself, when I'm doing that, what should I be thinking? Are you here, somebody? And the Lord said, I will show you. The other ones, he did not give me a response. He just said, I will show you who to give. Payday came. And I remembered what the Lord had said. I went to the bank. I remember my banker saying, Mary, are you in some crisis? Is there an emergency? Do you need a loan? Are you sure you are taking even coins? And I said, you cannot understand. But this is something that I need to do. Because I could not explain. Do you know why you are failing to, to give seeds? You are explaining too much. You are explaining too much. Imagine if Abraham had explained to Sarah. Imagine. In the morning, Isaac would be gone. Isaac would be missing. Are you here, somebody? Isaac would be missing. Do you think Sarah could have heard that? Do you think so? No. I, Abraham knew if this must work, it is just me and God. When I'm taking Isaac, the mother will not even know what is going to happen to Isaac. So most of you, you are failing to sow the meaningful seed. That seed that the Lord told you. Because you want everyone to know. You want everyone involved. I never explained nothing. I took the money. I called this woman of God. I said, I'm coming to you. Are you home? She said, yes, I'm home. I said, I need to find you home. I'm coming. I drove to her place. And when I got there, I said, I don't know. But the Lord said, I should bring this. And she looked at me. She held my hands 
and she began to cry. And me also, I was crying. But I was crying that, oh my God, I've given even the coins. <laughs> I have given everything. What will I use for fuel tomorrow? I have given everything. So I was saying, so now when I go home, what will I be saying at home? How do I say to mom and dad, please, I need fuel. And yet, I just received my salary. I was crying. The more she cried, the more I cried. Then it got to a point now when the crying was over. And then she began to pray. She prayed and prayed and prayed. As up when she was about to say amen, she said, oh my God, hold on Mary. I see a man. I want you to listen very carefully. Then she says, I see a man. This young man is coming to you. He's wearing a suit. Now I'm like, a suit? That looks like my kind of man. A suit? Yes. So, uh-huh. I want now to listen. He's wearing a suit. He's coming from this road and he's holding a shepherd's staff. Now I'm thinking, me, with a man holding a shepherd's staff, what on earth is this? So I'm thinking, hey, now, what is this? How do I end up with someone, me, holding a shepherd's staff? But she prayed and she said, I know this is the man who has to marry you. This man is coming to marry you. So I'm thinking the suit part, I agreed. <laughs> but the shepherd stuff part, I, it doesn't make sense to me at all. At all. <laughs> Lo and behold, not even two months went by. I see a young handsome man coming. And I hear his name. I hear number one, he's a prophet. So I'm thinking, me, a woman of God, me, I'm a career woman. What is this? But I was attentive. Remember, I had some details. So I'm waiting to hear everything. And this man comes, and this man is called Shepherd. Remember, that man was carrying a shepherd staff. Are you here, somebody? And this man is not like, I want to date you. He comes and he says, I want to marry you. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? The power of a seed. The power of a seed. So if a seed can bring, in the, can bring me a whole major prophet, do you think a seed can fail to give you wealth? Do you think, you know what I got? Was much more than wealth. I got the full package. Are you here, somebody? Are you here? Can I say that one again? I got a full package. I got, I got myself an elevation. I got myself the mouthpiece of God. I got myself healing at home, anointing at home. I got myself. Are you here, somebody? You, my son and my daughter. I got myself all of you via that seed. So can I ask you something? If the Lord gave me all of you via one seed, can your seed fail to give you wealth transfer? Can your seed fail to give you wealth transfer? I got all of you, all of you watching online via one seed. All of you on prophetic channel via one seed. People in Japan, people in Switzerland, People in Sweden, people in South Africa, people in Tanzania, people in the UK, people in the USA. 
Are you here, somebody? I even got myself Chinese children. I got myself white children. I got myself brown people. Are you here, somebody? Just from one seed. So I want to challenge you. Do you think wealth? Do you think you sowing a seed? You can fail to reap wealth? Do you think so? No. No, 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 no. Just let that seed die. You can cry as you are giving it. But you will be shouting when the harvest comes. I said when your own miracle comes, you will be shouting. You will be laughing. You will be crying tears of joy. <laughs> Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Second Corinthians chapter 9, 6 to 7, NLT. Mm -hmm. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Seven. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. The Bible says, verse 7, you must each decide in your heart. Does it say you must decide with your neighbor? Does it say you must consult your mom and dad? Does it say you must consult your sister? Does it say you must ask your pastor? You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And when you decide in your heart, don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. That cheerfully does not mean you cannot cry as you give. But the Lord is saying you should give without murmuring. You should give that that is what you have decided. Remember it is your decision. Remember, it is your decision. So as you are giving, you are giving that this is what I have decided. It's between me and my God. And this is what I will give. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? A seed can give you a harvest. And you can sow wealth transfer. And harvest wealth transfer. There is going to be wealth transfer. I said there is going to be wealth transfer. In the name of Jesus, there is going to be wealth transfer. Your seed will bring a harvest. And that harvest is wealth transfer. In the name of Jesus, your seed will bring a crazy harvest. I said it will bring a crazy harvest. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Turn with me to Malachi. Malachi chapter 3 from verse 8 to 12 NKJV. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and in offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. 
If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. The Bible says, this is the Lord speaking to his people. And he says, shall a man rob me? And yet you have robbed me in tithes and in offering. And the Lord says, you are cursed with a curse. Are you here, somebody? This case is not coming from a witch. This case is not coming from a man. This case is coming from God himself. He says you are cursed with a curse because you are robbing me in tithe and in offering. What is tithe? Give me verse 10. Bring all tithes into the storehouse. Bring. Bring. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse. So can I tell you something? Tithe is a command. When I say to you, give me, you have a choice. You can either give me or not. When I say bring it, it is mine. When I say bring it, it is mine. So I am telling you, return my item. That is why I will tell you, bring. Otherwise, if it is not mine, I will tell you, give me, share. But tithe, the Lord says, bring. Because it is not yours in the first place. It is the Lord's. So the Lord says, I, I am giving you a command. I want what is mine. Give me the tenth. Bring it to me. The tithe. A tenth. What is tithe? What is tithe? Tithe is a tenth of your income. Ten percent of your income. What is your income? You, when you look at your month, what is your income in that month? All of you, just when I said that, you have a figure. 10% of that figure is tithe. Because so many people want to say, oh, so what is, how do I calculate the 10%? What is your income? What is it? Your income, 10% is tithe. When you sit down and you're thinking of your income, you are in business. What was your income this month? We are already at the end. What was your income? That amount, 10% of it, is tithe. You are working. What is your salary? Your salary, 10% is tithe. So the Lord says, bring it in my house. Bring it in my house. There should be food in my house. The Bible does not say bring it to the orphans. The Bible does not say take it to the widows. Uh-uh. Bring it to the house of God. This one is for God. If you want to do charity, do it with other funds, but not tithe. Because so many people will take tithe. You know, charity is a beautiful thing. Charity is a nice thing. So now you will rationalize tithe with charity. Mm -mm. Tithe is tithe. Charity is charity. You don't take the 10% and now break it. That 5%, it will be my sacrificial seed for wealth transfer. And then the 5% will be tithe. Uh-uh. 10% belongs to the Lord. Bring it in full. 
We don't say no. This month, eh, 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 I have school fees. And the school fees has just been, you know, increased. So at least if I use the tithe, I can now use next month to give back what I was supposed to do now. Uh-uh. You don't owe God. You don't carry forward tithe. There is no tithe brought forward. Then tithe for the current month carried forward. No, 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 no. Tithe for this month is tithe for this month. Do you know why? Because the Bible says, test me now in this. So you test the Lord, especially when it is so hard. Test the Lord. It is the only time when the Lord allows you to examine him. The Lord says, put me to test. Prove me. Examine me. And see if I will not open the windows of heaven. So what does tithe do? Number one, it allows you to test God. Are you here, somebody? It allows you to test God. Number two, the Lord opens the windows of heaven. Meaning to say, when you tithe, you operate under an open heaven. You cannot operate under a closed heaven and then expect that you will obtain wealth. Uh-uh. No. You need to be under an open heaven. If you want to be one of the partakers of wealth transfer, you need to operate under an open heaven. So the Lord says, I will open the windows of heaven. That means you are now operating under an open heaven. Are you here, somebody? And then the Lord says, I will pour on you a blessing, not money, not finances, a blessing, Barak. I will pour on you an acknowledgement. I will pour on you what will cause people to bow down to you. I will pour on you a blessing, not blessings, not blessings, a blessing. That is what your Bible and my Bible says, right? I will pour on you a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive that blessing. It is that blessing that will help you to have the power to make wealth. Remember one of the avenues that the Lord is going to use for wealth transfer is the power to get wealth. How do you operate in that level? How do you get the power to get wealth? It is the blessing on you. How do you obtain it when you give, when you bring the tithe? When you bring it in the house of God? When you do what the Lord commands? Then there is a blessing. It is that blessing that will now give you power to get wealth. It is that blessing that will separate you. It is that blessing that will open doors that were closed. It is that blessing that will bring divine helpers. It is that blessing that will cause someone to take everything that they have and to bring it to you. It is that blessing. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? I declare over you tonight an open heaven in the name of Jesus. An open heaven in the name of Jesus. May you receive a blessing in the name of Jesus. A blessing that will give you power to get wealth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We'll be right back.
if there is a moment I want you to know, if there's a moment you have to fast, you have to pray, no matter what, it is now. Not because the devil fears sacrifice, he does not. The devil fears the word of God. He fears the light. This is why when Jesus was fasting, the day was finishing. The devil didn't even fear the fasting. That's the day he approached Jesus. And he said, if you are a son of God, turn this stone. He doesn't fear fasting. And what Jesus challenged him with, he didn't say I was fasting. He said what? It is written. This is why when you give, when you pray, don't just do these things. You must be in the wait. You see, what the devil fears is not how much you pray, how much you fast, how much you come to church. How, no, what he fears is, are you knowing the word? The reason I'm teaching this topic, I want you to know the word. So when he comes, you kick him out. You show him the way. You say, go out now. I command you in the name of Jesus. Welcome back. Let's go on. Verse 11. What happens when you bring the tithe? Verse 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord is saying, the Lord himself he will rebuke the destroyer. The devourer is the destroyer. The Lord himself will rebuke the destroyer. It could be a destroyer on your health. It could be a destroyer on your relationships, on your family, on your finances, on your career, over your children. Are you here, somebody? So the Lord says, when you bring the tithe, I am the one rebuking the destroyer. I will come against the destroyer. So when you tithe, it is no longer the destroyer against you. When you tithe, it is the destroyer against God himself. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? When you tithe, God himself begins to defend you. He is the one defending you. Some of you, you were so sick, you could have died. But you were so faithful in tithing. And because of that tithe, you never died. Some of you, everything was coming down. Your business was coming down. Everything around you did not make sense. But you are so faithful in tithing. And you don't even know it, but the Lord fought for you. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Some of us, if we were not tithers, let me tell you something. The enemy could have chewed us first. Better you. At least he could have just swallowed you. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? But for me and Major One, the enemy had enough time to first chew us. Are you here, somebody? Not just swallow. He could have chewed first and then swallowed. Are you here, somebody? <laughs> but our tithe rebuked him. I said our tithe did not allow the enemy to do that. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If we were to tell you the nitty gritties of what we have gone through, you will know what tithe can do. I said you will be crying that, oh my God, tithe is not a joke. Tithe can preserve your life. The destroyer is rebuked. The destroyer is chased away. 
as you tithe. Let's go. And all nations will call you blessed. Mm -hmm. For you will be a delightful land. All Says nations. Oh, not your neighbors. Not people in your town. Not your community. Not people in your district. Not in your province, your region, your state. All nations. All nations. They will be able to see a blessing on you. And they will call you blessed because you tithe. The Bible says all nations will call you blessed. All nations. For you will be a delightful land. You will be a beautiful land. You will be a land that is adorable. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? The Bible says he is the vine, we are the branches. So you will be so beautiful. You will be a branch that is thriving. A branch that is evergreen. A branch that is beautiful. That people will notice that you are not like your neighbor. People will notice that you are a tither. They will call you blessed. Are you here, somebody? They might not like you. They might not love you. But when they look at you, surely they will see a blessed person. I said they might not be your friends. They might not be your friends at all. They might not like you at all. But when they look at you, they will know that you are blessed. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? So when you tithe, prophetic channel, hear me. When you tithe, nations will call you blessed. Nations who call you blessed. Let me call it like this. Peoples, so you can remember. Peoples, not people. Peoples, they will call you blessed. Are you here, somebody? When you tithe, nations will call you blessed. You will be a delightful land. Your business will be adorable. It will be a delight. Everything about you will be adorable. It will be a delight. Why? You brought 10% to the house of the Lord. You took your tithe and you took it back to the owner. Are you here, somebody? You take it back to the owner. I believe in every nation there is something like SARS or MRA. The tax authorities. Mm -hmm. The revenue authorities. And when you are working, normally you will get your salary minus tax. The tax authority does not care your loans. He doesn't care that you have to pay school fees or your rent. He doesn't even care that you have nothing at home. But they are 30%, they will take it. Why? It belongs to them. It can even be 35%. It can even be 40%. You don't even get to touch it in your hands. Are you here, somebody? And you cannot even protest. You just... <laughs> With all your problems, you will just be like, oh my God, oh my salary is just gone. There's nothing about it. You can't do anything. You just say, oh my God. You look at your pay slip, 35% is gone. There's nothing you can do about it. And the Lord says, bring my 10. I don't need 40. I don't need 15. I don't need 20. Just 10. Are you here, somebody? Your test is just 10. Your command is just 10. And imagine you have a chance to prove God. Imagine in your life you have a chance to prove God again and again. 
again and again. You can test him. You can examine him. You can prove him when you give tithe. And as you give tithe, a blessing comes to you. That blessing gives you the power to obtain wealth. So are you telling me a non-tither is going to partake of wealth transfer? Never. Are you telling me you will not tithe and you expect wealth transfer at the 1st December? Uh-uh. It doesn't answer to just prayer and fasting. It's not about you rolling on the ground. As you roll on the ground, also do the principle. Are you here, somebody? As you roll on the ground, you should be rolling after you have already implemented the principle. You've already done the command. After you've done it, then you can go and roll on the ground. But you should do the principle first. <laughs> Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30, NIV. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Tithe is holy. Tithe is separated. What is holiness? Consecrated. Set apart. Tithe is set apart. It is holy to the Lord. It is sacred to the Lord. Tithe is set apart. You don't touch what is set apart. Are you here, somebody? You don't touch what is set apart. It belongs to the Lord. Today's parak was called to holiness, right? Called to holiness. You know one thing that we, it should have also been there? Tithe. Holiness. Tithe. Tithe is holy. It is set apart. Tithe is set apart. Separated. It is not for you. It already belongs to the Lord. Let me tell you, my son, my daughter, some of you things are so, so, so bad. Try God in tithing. Just try him. Examine him. And you will see your life turn around completely. Tithe will change everything in your life. That destroyer that comes to steal, to kill, to destroy in your life. You will see how he will run away. Now he will no longer face you. You don't even have to say, oh God, now rebuke the devourer. No, 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 no. As long as you obey the command. Remember you are testing him, right? Automatically the Lord will come. And the Lord will begin to rebuke the devourer. Some of you things are so tough because of witchcraft. Monitoring spirits. Spirit of jealousy, begin to tithe. Begin to tithe. Your tithe will fight jealousy. Your tithe will fight witchcraft. Your tithe will fight monitoring spirits. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Tonight, make up your mind that from today, I'll be a faithful tither. I want you to speak to yourself. From today, I'll be a faithful tither. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Genesis 14, verse 18 to 20, NKJV. Then Mechzedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High. Possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high. Who has delivered your enemies into your hands. And he gave him a tithe of all. 
the Bible speaks of Abraham. He met the high priest Melchizedek. And the Bible says he had just won a battle. And he took a tithe of everything and he gave to the high priest. This is chapter 14. Now I want you to see what happens to Abraham in chapter 15. What tithe can do. Chapter 15, verse 1 to 5. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, no one born of my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now towards the heavens. And count the stars you see, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Up to now, Abraham is childless. And he's complaining to the Lord that, Lord, up to now, I have no heir. I don't have a son. And the Lord says, uh-uh, it is not like that. Actually, your own offspring will be as numerous as the stars. Do you know what happened? Soon after tithing, not only did he get this promise, verse 18, mm. I want you to see wealth transfer. On the same day. The same day. The same day that he's been promised offsprings. Mm. On the same day, soon after tithe, on the same day, go ahead. The Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The Lord is saying, not only am I giving you offsprings, but even this land, this land that already has people, I'll, all these people, I will take them out. I will give you this land as an inheritance to your children. That was wealth transfer. That was wealth transfer. A land flowing with milk and honey. It was given after tithing. You want wealth transfer? Then be a tither. You want to partake of wealth? Be a tither. Some of you, your own wealth transfer, people will come and they will give you a piece of land. When they are giving you a piece of land, they will just think we are giving you a piece of land. Lo and behold, God is there. Silver is there. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Are you receiving on prophetic channel? I said, lo and behold, it will be a piece of land. But it is not just land. There is gold on that land. There is silver on that land. So if someone comes to you that I want to give you a piece of land, don't look at the size. Don't look at it. Remember, there is something underneath. Remember, there is hidden treasure. Right there on that piece of land. Abraham was not given a piece of land. He was given the whole nation after tithing. I said Abraham was given the whole nation after tithing. It is time. You know I was praying. 
And I was thinking, because me, everything that the prophet says, everything, as long as he's on the pulpit, he's speaking something, I write down everything. The very first day, he said these words, that every 400 years, did you hear that with me? Did you hear that with me? Every 400 years, the Lord would bring wealth transfer to his people. Every 400 years. Do you know what that means? Next year. Next year should define 400 years to come. You should be the reason that generations and generations to come should still be wealthy. They should be saying, my great, great grandmother was a woman of faith and in her time there was a prophet major one and she obeyed the word of the prophet she partook of wealth transfer in our family we are wealthy are you here somebody they should be wealthy not just your children even their children even their children even their children it is a blessing it should go to generations. Your great, great grandchildren should be saying, eh, our grandfather. Yes. I just hear of our grandfather. They'll be looking for your pictures. You know, by that time, things will have transformed a lot. So they'll be saying, we need to see a picture of this woman, of this man who changed our generations like this. Wealth transfer. It is not just for one person. It is not just for one generation. Are you here, somebody? Wealth transfer is for generations to come. That our children, yes, now they are going to school. Yes, they'll be running the businesses. But even if they don't do anything else, apart from managing the wealth that the Lord will give you, that will be enough. Can I tell you again? I said your children, they might even be 10. When you partake of wealth transfer, the 10 will be managing your wealth. Even if they don't add any more businesses, even if they don't add anything else, what am I saying? Even if they don't keep maximizing the wealth, the wealth that you will receive will be enough to cover all of them and even their children and even their children. That is why you need to be very serious. That is why you cannot afford to miss this. When you miss this, 400 years. 400 years. Wealth transfer will not come 2024 and 2025 again. Uh-uh. 2024. is the year of wealth transfer. So that is why you need to start now. And you must not miss it by any means. Because when you miss it, you've missed it. Are you here, somebody? That is why I will keep ministering to you. We are going to pray. We are going to fast. We'll do whatever we need to do. But we cannot miss wealth transfer. We cannot. You just can't afford it. 400 years to come. Are you telling me you will just be with your problems? 400 years? Do you want the next generation to inherit poverty? Do you want the next generation to inherit your debts, your loans, your failing companies? No. So the Lord has given us an opportunity now. And this is something we should grab. This is something we should not allow anyone.
anything to come in between. So you will not allow lack of tithing to be the cause that your heavens are closed, that there is no blessing, you cannot even partake of wealth transfer. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Whatever it takes. I said whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We are grabbing wealth transfer. Are you here, somebody? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We are taking it. We are grabbing it. Are you here, somebody? By force, we are taking it. Tithe will make you have a covenant with God. Verse 18 that we read. Genesis 15, 18. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. On the same day, On the, same the day. Lord made a covenant. The Lord made a covenant. The Lord can never break his own covenant. The Lord made a covenant. That is why when the children of Israel were crying, the Bible says the Lord remembered his covenant. The Lord did not just see their tears. He remembered the covenant of their great-grandfather. Your tithe now can make you go into a covenant that generations to come, when they are in a fix, they will connect to the covenant you are making now with your tithe. And the Lord will remember that covenant. The Lord will remember the covenant that he made with you this year. Are you here, somebody? And people will be saved. Generations will be saved. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? We are about to pray. We are about to pray. I know now you are enlightened on tithing. You are enlightened on tithing. So we are going to pray. Number one, so many people in the church now have obtained cases because of not tithing. So we are going to pray to God that, Lord, for the times I have not tithed, and because of the case that I took on myself, Father, forgive me. From today, I promise to tithe. Take out that case. I want to live under a blessing, not a case. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to fire prayer? At home, you cannot pray this one sitting down. You need to rise up on your feet. You need to be up on your feet. You who are on prophetic channel, you are on the couch. Rise up. This one, you need to be up on your feet. We are going to pray, Lord, every case that I took because I was not tithing. Father, today I break it. Today, Lord, have mercy on me. Let that case be removed. In the name of Jesus, fire prayer. Clap your hands and pray. Clap your hands and pray. Clap your hands and pray.